0: Thank you so very much. It's great to see you here on this uh, Robin Hood Marathon Sunday. A few people taking part in that. A few people probably having a little bit of trouble coming from that side of the city. But it's great to see you. Yeah. And uh, we're going to have a good time together. It's great to see uh Tamsin back, uh, Tamsin and Mark have been away in Australia, Mark's been ministering, and uh, I believe that you celebrated a significant anniversary. Oh, bless you, we will be in November. Ah, in November. Ah, but that was, okay, yes, it's coming up. Well, that's, uh, that's something to think about. I was, yeah, I was more fixing it, you know, 25 years married to Mark Ritchie. That is, that deserves some special commendation. Mark's ministering in Portsmouth uh, this morning. He did tell me Plymouth yesterday and Portsmouth this morning, so I don't know which one it is. It's somewhere down south beginning with P. So <laughs> Yeah, there we go. I'm not going to go to that part of the room. There's a lot of confusion. (laughs) Something I am clear about, that Mr. and Mrs. Carpenter have also just celebrated a significant anniversary. They have celebrated it. It was their Ruby one, 40 years. Many congratulations. (laughs) I think I'm going to crack on with a message before... Hallelujah. So, ready, steady, go. I was... uh, Readiness is an interesting thing. It's one of those things that you don't actually think about until you need to think about it. Because ready can be about perspective. I would say that being ready is most usually the defining factor between success and failure. Not always, but most usually. And feeling ready and being ready can be polar opposites. I might feel ready, but I'm not ready. Or I might be ready, but I don't feel ready. If I've played hide and seek, I might say, coming. Ready or not. not. Speaking of uh, polar opposites, I was thinking about my boys. I've got four children, two girls, two boys. And my two boys are polar opposites. So I was thinking about uh, the journey of readiness that we have had down the years. Because... uh, if you say, hey, guys, I'm going to pick you up at a certain time, one of those boys will interpret that as that is the time to be ready. Right, sure. They will be ready. They will be waiting for you. Another one of my boys will interpret that time as the time to start getting ready. <laughs> I'm going to just leave that out there. You can work out who's who, but I'm just saying, it's, it can be very much a perspective when we, uh, we moved house, getting on for two years ago, and we arrived outside the house with removal vans in tow, and we were ready to move in. However, when we arrived, the person who was moving out hadn't packed thing. The sheets were still on the beds. The cupboards were full. I think we can safely say they weren't ready. And they weren't ready because they weren't ready. Do you know what I mean by that? Because our external readiness is often shown by our internal readiness. Ready acknowledges that you've got to get ready to be ready. Joshua 1 verse 11. Joshua said, go through the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. In three days you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. God was saying get ready because I'm about to do something. I'm about I, I, I need you go go through the camp tell everybody to get ready because I'm about to do something and you can't you can't afford to miss this you've gotta, you've got to do something. We are on. The move. And that's the kind of ready we're talking about. You know, it's not just, you know, like, I I don't know whether you've uh, ever had that situation where you said to somebody, Hey, are you ready? And, oh, yeah, 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 I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. And it's like you're looking for a lot more readiness than you're experiencing right now. It's like, I don't want to just hear ready, I want to see ready. I want to experience readiness. I want to see readiness written on you. It's, it's, um... This is kind of on your marks ready. You know, it's a, it's a, the marathon today. You know, if you, you, you we, we show our readiness by turning up and getting on our marks. We are waiting. We are waiting for the sound of the starting pistol. And this is ready because God says we're ready. See, I... The reality is that I don't read that um, they went through the camp saying, you know, God told Joshua to say, hey, listen, just go through and, and, and ask people what they think. Because this is what I'm planning. And I just want to know how they feel about it. Because it's my experience that, you know, when God says, be ready, you better be ready. Uh, you know, because the, the truth is I'm not always ready. Has anyone, have you ever, you know, I went, I went for a, a run on Saturday. I, I don't know whether you can relate to it. I just didn't want to go. I was dragging my sorry body through the first few hundred meters of that run. But actually, you know, when you get on it and you do it, you're glad you've done it. I've not lost you, ever. I? I, we, we, we I mean, it might not be running. It might be something else. It was something you didn't want to do. But actually, when you get up and you get involved and you get on with it, then you, you realize, hey, it's actually... I'm, I'm really glad I did it. I'm really glad I did it. So we, we, when God says we're ready, we're ready. But that, But that also requires something of us because God was ready but he said go through the camp and tell everybody to get ready there are some things you've got to do God didn't say God didn't say I'm going to get you ready he said I'm going to do something you get ready I was thinking about that uh, scripture in Acts 12 where Peter had uh Fallen asleep uh, between two soldiers. He was actually potentially expecting execution. And he'd fallen asleep between two uh, so, uh, soldiers and he was chained up. And, and the Bible tells us that an, that an angel came and struck him on the side. That was, that was uh, God saying, hey, I'm, I'm ready to do something. You know, sometimes we need a bit of a jolt to wake us up because God is about to do something. He was, he, was, he, was, he was saying, I, you need to be ready. This is not the time to sleep. You know, it's great that you trust me enough to sleep, but now you need to understand you, you can't be asleep in this moment. I need you awake. I need you present. I need you understanding that something is about to happen. But then the angel said to him, get dressed. You see, God turned up and said, I'm about to do something, but He said, Peter, I'm not dressing you, man. You just get up, you get yourself dressed, bro. You get up and sort you out. I'll be I'll be over here in the corner of the cell waiting for you while you get ready, but just as soon as you are, we're gonna get on with something. There was responsibility given to people to get themselves ready. The angel tells him. To get dressed. Turn to someone and say, get yourself ready. And so I was, I was just thinking, you know, how, what, what, what can we do as we talk about uh, this subject? And I, I've got a few things that I want to say, and I've wrapped them around a few titles. So here we go. Lose. platitude, embrace your aptitude, you're all very quiet this morning, why is everyone so quiet, are you all right? I know you're alright. I want to make sure everyone else is alright. <laughs> Very quiet. Lose the platitude. Embrace the attitude. Well, what's the platitude? Well, that means it's a remark or statement that can be true, but it has no, it's boring, it has no meaning. In other words, you know, it's like it's like, oh, you know what? What are we doing this for? We're doing it for four weeks. What are we doing it for? Why? Disrupting my life, ruining my routine. Just why? Why bother? You know, we've done it before. We've done it before. It didn't really work. We are, we're We're going to come back. We're going to come back. We're going through all this. We're going to come back. You know, it's, it's like, you know, that, that, is, that is the way. Okay, sure, that is the way you could look at it. But I am saying that we need to embrace our aptitude. We need to embrace what we're capable of. I don't know what you're going through the camp saying. I hope it's get ready. I hope it's get ready. Because we could go through the camp saying all kinds of things. But I, I'm looking for people who are going to go through the camp and say, come on, let's get be ready. Be ready. This is a good... Sing. I've thought about Caleb, how he silenced the people and he said we should go up and take possession of the land because we could certainly do it. Caleb was not a youth, he wasn't a naive young man, he was a, he was a seasoned old man, a warrior in the faith. Where, especially in this service, service where, where are our Caleb's? Where are our Caleb's? You know, there's, there's some of us who've been on the road long enough to get cynical. But there are some of us who've been on the long road long enough to know that God is faithful. God is faithful. He will never let you down. He will never fail you. There are some people in this room who know what it is to get out of the room. If it, give me a wave, give me a wave if you went to the albert hall wait i haven't said one yet <laughs> when we went in the afternoon we went in there a few of us we went in the afternoon we had a service in the afternoon you got to know that was radical back then sidara They didn't do that in Sri Lanka. That is, it was rad decor, a service that we didn't have morning church, we didn't have afternoon church, evening church. We had afternoon church in the elbow hall. Carol knows she was singing on the platform with me. We were there. It was, it was, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was like really different. And then, and then, give me a wave if you can remember the warehouse. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, we went out to a warehouse down the road. And trust me, that's what it was. But hey, the presence of God went in that place and and filled that warehouse. It didn't look great. But you know, I I, I, I can remember it. But you know what? People met with God. God did some amazing things in that place at that time. Anyone? Anyone? Anyone remember us then going from the warehouse to, back to the Albert Hall? Yes. We went back in there and we filled that place. And we, and we, and we saw God do some incredible things during those years. And then we came back and we ran five services. 5 you think we did four you think we did we, we ran five services back then 8:30, 10:30, 1230 5 and seven. let me tell you these young people coming to me telling me they're tired five services well you've been leading five services let me tell you something that's tired that is tired that was that was back in the day so there's plenty of people in this room. Who know what it is? You're our Caleb's. You're our Caleb's. Who who can look back and remember and say, "Hey, you know what? Don't worry. It's going to be all right. God, God is with us. God is going to help us. God, God is going to God is going to do some great things for us. Let that be our expectation. It's time to embrace our. Embrace our capacity. Embrace what we are capable of. Because contained in this room are generations of promises. Contained in this room are hours of earnest prayer. Contained in this room are decades of dreams. And I want to say to us this morning that that is our blessing and it's also our problem. Because they're contained in this room. And God is saying to us, it is time. It is time. When Joshua spoke to the Israelites, it marked the end of a season. It marked the end of a season of restriction and intimidation. It marked the end of these These were the children. When when, when Joshua came to speak to people, he spoke to people who'd wandered in the wilderness. He spoke to people who'd who'd come from generations of slavery. He spoke to people who weren't looking to be on the move. They wanted to settle because they just wanted to sort themselves out. Their life had been a trial. Their life had been a challenge. But God came to them and said, this... This is not the place to settle. Don't settle here. If you settle for this, you're going to miss what I want to do for you. You need to know I've got something greater. I've got something better. I've got something more wonderful. But will you get yourselves ready? The children of Israel were experiencing God reignite their journey that had begun decades earlier. And I don't know, I I don't know, but I just sense. You see, I could I can talk to you about as indeed I have, I can talk to you about, you know, getting out of the room and experiencing a greater sense of space and And, 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 you know, having a little look at at, at what possibly our future might look like and some of the things we could dream about in regard to a building somewhere down the line. And all that is great and all that is good. But you know what? The most important thing about these four weeks that we are out from this place is not just about that. It's about what God's going to do in us. And we've spent a lot of time. You know, getting getting stuff ready, you know, we're trying to make it as easy as possible in making sure that people are informed and and they know about the logistics and, 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 and that's great. I want you to be ready for those things. We want you to feel ready, but ultimately... With that, there's got to be an understanding that there's something got to happen in us. We've got to be ready. What is our expectation? I'm getting a bit of ahead of myself in my, mes- in my message here, but I want us to understand that, that we've been on a journey. Yeah. We've been on a journey. It began a long time ago, but we're, we're a people. Yeah. By embracing our aptitude, we understand that we're a people that's on their way to somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Turn to someone and say, you're going somewhere. It's trying to embrace our capacity and our potential. We are a people. This is who we are. We are a people who know that we can trust God. We can trust Him with our lives. We can trust Him with our future. That's who we are. We are a people who have hoped in the Lord. Therefore, we will not be disappointed. We are a people who have believed For miracles in the past, and we have seen them. And I believe that we are a people who are believing for even greater miracles in our future. We are a people who win communities and take cities. That's who we are. And we are stepping up to that. We are embracing our... Our aptitude, we are, we are losing our platitudes. We're setting aside all the stuff we could say. We're setting aside our cynicism and saying, I'm stepping up and embracing our aptitude. See, when God said, get ready, he meant that he was about to mess with our routine. He's like, like you know, you think you you think you know how things are ordered. You think you know how your days are running. But God saying, get ready. I'm, I'm messing with your routine. Get your provisions ready. Get your stuff in order. We've got to get our stuff in order. We've got to be ready practically. What does that mean? Well, that means that your timings are going to be different. Because we're on automatic. Some of us, for years, we get up, we have our breakfast, we get dressed, we get in the car. We park at church. Oh no, there's parking restrictions. We park a long way from church. Now we walk to the church, we sit down, we, it's not, that's our routine, we know we're just in that right. mode. That, that, that's not, but now, getting out the room means my timing is going to be different. Yeah. Saturday night means, you know, you, you, you've got to be on it. Right. Lay, you know, lay out your clothes the night before, get your kids clothes laid out the night before. To be honest, send them to bed in the clothes. <laughs> so they can ju- ju- just roll out of bed and just, just bat them down a bit, ruffle their hair, and just make it easy on yourself. Oh, look, you know, like, it's, it's an amazing thing, you know. Yeah, I, I don't know. We've had those conversations many times down the years. What do you mean you can't find your shoe? Did you come home with one shoe? No, you came home with two shoes. So we know it's in the house. Where did you put it? Of yeah. Well, where is it now? Somebody's moved it. It wasn't you who moved it. No, you didn't move it. Wear another pair of shoes. It doesn't go with what you're wearing. Um, and that was the voice. Get your stuff in order. Make sure everybody knows what time they're leaving in the morning. Make sure that you know how to get there, what bus to get. Make sure you know what tram to get. Make sure there's fuel in the car. Don't be now getting up and saying, "Oh, someone should have fuel. put fuel in the car the night before." Get ready. Be ready. I know where I'm going. That, we've got to be practically ready because there are we, we've got a great venue, but the the the, the um, the geography of the place is a little wider, so you're going to do a little bit uh, more walking than you ordinarily would. You see, we're thinking about you. You're not only going there to get more spiritually fit, you're getting going there to get more physically fit. So maybe you need to think about what kind of foot fit, footwear you're wearing, ladies. Clip-clopping down those long corridors in your stilettos, saying, oh, I can't believe it. It's a lot further than it was. Come, come, I don't care what. Where are your trainers? Do whatever you need to do to be comfortable, walking down those corridors. So get ready practically. Get ready emotionally. Altitude. Sorry, attitude determines altitude. a point well made in the past, but it is true. It's to do with a plane. The way the the, the attitude of of the plane determines the altitude that it flies at. And that is, my, my attitude determines where I'm at. So much of what we experience in life is not determined by what happens to us, but our attitude to what happens to us. A man visiting a city one day, an old tale says that a man visiting to a city came from a long distance and he came to the gates of the city and he said to the old man, uh, sat at the gate of the city, he said, what are the people like in this city and and uh, the, the, the old man said, well, what were the people like in the, the place you've come from? And he said, well, they were miserable. They were tight. They were mean. They were obnoxious. They were unfriendly. And the old man said, nah, you'll probably find the people here just the same. A little while later, another man came to the gates of the city. He'd also come on a long journey. And he said, excuse me, old man, what are the people like in this city? And he said, well, what were the people like from, the, from where you came from? And he said, they were amazing. They were generous. They were kind. They were friendly, they'd do anything for you. He said, Nah. You'll probably feel you'll probably find the people are exactly the same in this city. Because the old man knew that it's to do with our perspective. It's to do with our expectation. It's to do what we are looking for that will make that will make the difference. We've got to get ready emotionally. What is your attitude? You you have power over your attitude. And you, and you will do yourself a service by getting ready to, to understand that it's part of the deal and going to a new place that you're not going to understand everything that, you, that, you, uh, th- that there is because it's new. You can be on automatic here because you know where everything is more or less. If, you, if you've been here a while, it's easy, but, but you've got to be a bit more intentional. Yeah. But that's all good. If you get yourself ready for that, it doesn't detract from your experience. Yeah. Many of us here go on holiday. Many of us go to places that we've never been before. I know some of you, you've been, well, we've been going there for 40 years. (laughs) Same chalet, same lobby. Oh, it's lovely. Well, that's great. If that's your vibe, hallelujah, bless the Lord. It's amazing. But uh, that wouldn't be for me because I'd just get bored. But but I know that works for some people. But many of us, we actually go to different places and we don't know what to expect. and, And that's part of the holiday. You just accept that. And so we're going into something that is going to be a little bit unfamiliar, but it's going to be great. Just because I don't know exactly where I'm going on holiday, it doesn't mean I'm not going to have a good time. It just means I'm going to have to learn a couple of things. And hey, you know what? It's all good. Because that's your heart and your attitude. And we need to get ready spiritually. Joshua 3 verse 5, it says, And Joshua told the people, Purify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do great wonders among you. Well, you know, thank God, as we've heard so many times today, we don't need to purify ourselves because Jesus has done all the purifying. I was thinking to myself, what a beautiful word mercy is. What a beautiful word mercy is. Thank God I've needed your mercy and I've received your mercy. Well, we might not need to purify ourselves, but we can pray. And I was thinking about this because, because the purification was part of the preparation. And the prayer is part of the preparation. It's part of being ready. And I was, thinking, I was thinking of this. Let's just go all multicolored now. I've got two colors to choose from. Just releasing, releasing the artist. This is what we need to be praying for. Sure, we need to be praying for provision. Provision. And I'm not just talking, that, that's, about God's, that's about God's blessing. It's, it's, it's to do with, with, with God providing. But it's also, and, and, and that's a good thing, but it's also to do with being pro the vision. God, help me be pro the vision. Help me embrace the vision. Help me engage with this process. Because by engaging with it, I will get so much more out of it. And then I can pray. I before E, except after C. Receive. So we pray for provision and to be pro the vision. And we pray we'll have the capacity to receive. Because it's all right praying that God will pour out. But are you ground that can receive? Because if any of you have ever been to a dry place, dry ground can repel the blessing that is pouring on it, It, the water can just run straight off, God help my heart to receive what it is that you want to do in me over these next four, five, six weeks, because I include not only when we get there, but what we're doing now. A, anticipate. That's about believing that God's going to do something. What are you believing for? What are you believing for? What is, what is your expectation? I mean, we, we preach these kind of messages that God will move according to our expectation, according to our anticipation. God will move. And then finally, to yield. To submit to the process. God wants us to come with soft, yielded hearts to what He wants us to do. And that's how that's that's part of the way we can pray and prepare spiritually, praying that we'll be pro the vision and for provision, that we'll have receptive hearts, we'll go with faith and anticipation, and we'll go with submitted and yielded hearts. Can you say amen? Amen. Next. The magnitude needs fortitude. It's a big thing. It's a big thing. You know what? It's not a big thing. But it's a big thing for us right now. Because we're just priming the palm. When, when we look back on this one day, as indeed we will, we'll be going, ah, it wasn't that big. But it's big for us right now. So we acknowledge that. You know? And, and, and we embrace it. The, the magnitude requires fortitude. It's a big, ve- it's a big adventure. And we're going to need to be strong. And we're going to need to be courageous. Martin Luther King Jr. said, if I can't do great things, I can do small things in a great way. You know, maybe, maybe that's the best you can bring to the party. You can bring something small and you can do it in a great way. I was just so thrilled to be with those guys at KMC uh, yesterday. The one team. People who signed up to serve over four weeks, which makes a massive difference to us. Because now we're not having to see have brand new teams on every week. Now we're going to have, exper- after work week one, we're going to have experienced teams on every week. Able to serve. Able to help you. Able to do the best possible job. This opportunity serves to remind us of who we are. Gideon was contained in the wine press and God turned up to show him that he was bigger than the environment he'd squeezed himself into. I believe that God is turning up to show us that we're bigger than the environment we've squeezed ourselves into. But when you've been here a while, it can be difficult to get your head around that. So we're going to have to be strong and courageous. And, and, you know, I know, I know, you know, there's some of you who, who are the early adopters here who are just going, oh, for goodness sake, just get on with it. Just get your sleeves rolled up and get all this fuss and palaver. I don't know what you're fussing over. It's easy. It's only two miles down the road. It's absolutely nothing. Just get on with it. And there are those there amongst us, but there are some also who are like, I don't know. I, 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 can I, I, I don't. It's difficult. And, and we've got to somehow bridge the gap between those groups of people. Something was awakened in Gideon. And I believe that something is being awakened in us. And that's why I'm saying that these weeks away are an opportunity for God to do something in us. Now I can't stand here before you today and say, and you know what, he's going to do this and he's going to do that. Because I think some of it actually is intensely personal. I think God is going to do something in you. Are you ready? Are you ready for God to do something in you? In you, I—I'm I, not just talking to our young. I'm talking to some of our seasoned warriors. I'm talking to some of our veterans, some of us who've been on the road for a long time. Could it be that God doesn't want to just you to stand at a distance and 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 watch? What God's doing in other people because, oh yeah, I remember when back in the day God did something like that in my life. Could it be that God wants to do something new in you, in your life? Pour out something new. Pour out something fresh. Revive. Restore. Replenish. Some of those promises that he has has poured into your life years ago and you set aside thinking, how could that happen now? Sarah did that. She laughed. When the Spirit of God turned up and said, I'm going to fulfill your promise. Maybe there's something in you that will laugh when you think that God is going to fulfill your promise. But you know what? God is the fulfiller of promises. He's awakening something in us. God awakens something in me. Awakens something in us. Make us excited again. Make us excited again about what God is going to do. You know, I've got to say that back in the day, you know, when we were going to the Albert Hall in the afternoon and there was just something exciting. It felt like we were pioneering. It, was, it felt like we were doing something different. We were doing something that other people weren't doing. And, uh, I, you know, I remember God, God turning up and doing some things. I remember Eric Madison, God bless him, preaching a message that I was thinking, well, I didn't understand a word of that. And at the end of that message, there were hands that went up all over the auditorium. I thought, my God, am I saved? I don't even know. I mean, let me tell you, that message wasn't just my opinion of it being not very good. It really wasn't very good. But God didn't seem to mind. He anointed the man to see God turn up and do something amazing. I'll never forget that afternoon. I'm sharing it with you now. Lord, help us not to be remembered by our worst sermons. In Jesus' name. (laughs) The magnitude needs fortitude. Next point. We are going for the multitude. We are going for the multitude. That's why we're going, because there's a multitude out there that needs to hear about this Jesus that we know and love. And my God, there's a world that's going to hell, and we need to care, and we need to bother about that, and we can be part of the answer. I was just thinking, in John, in the first chapter of John, it talks about Andrew, Simon's brother, was one of these men who heard what John said and then followed Jesus. And Andrew went to find his brother Simon and told him, we have found the Messiah, which means Christ. Verse 42, then Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Andrew brought Simon to meet Jesus. Jesus." And I know that invite is one of our... Key principles, part of our pulse. But bring or brought takes invite to the next level. And I was just thinking about, you know, what an incredible opportunity just to bring someone along. You know, last Sunday night during the offering, Lawrence prayed, Bring me. You know, that's where you call out something and someone comes running to you. We have a crazy time in the evening. But that's the people were bringing all kinds of stuff. And, you know, there was all kinds of competitive attitudes being brought as well. But we just gave that to Jesus. Great party game. But I thought, you know, this is an opportunity for bring me. Bring me a neighbor. Bring me your work colleague. Bring me your friend. Bring me a stranger. Because I was thinking about the fact that Andrew brought Peter to Jesus. And my God, what Peter did, what Peter did for the kingdom was immense. Who knows what that person you bring could do for the kingdom. And then finally, we'll return with gratitude. say, how can you say that? I can can say it because I've made up my mind already. (laughs) I've made up my mind already. I've made up my mind. I know what time I'm going to have. I know exactly what time I'm going to have because I'm ready. I'm going to have a great time because my time is not dependent upon how everything goes there or whether everything goes smoothly. My time is there because I'm ready. I'm ready to meet with Jesus. I'm ready to see God turn up and do some stuff. So I'm going to return here with gratitude, because it's going to be amazing, because some of you are going to be thinking, oh, I don't know, it's all going to work, I don't know, it's going to work, and you're going to pull up your car outside, and you go, "Ooh, this is nice, this is nice, oh, it's not, I have to park much further away than this, and you're going to get used to that more quickly than you can ever imagine, (laughs) and you're just going to get really used to it, and then we're going to say, well, guys, we're back next week. And you're going to be parking somewhere, probably down near KMC actually, and walking all the way back here and go, oh Jesus. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Our mouths were filled with laughter, and our tongues with songs. Of joy, and then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are filled with joy. Can we believe for some things, for God to do some things that is, my God, it's, it's like we're dreaming? It's like we're dreaming. amazing. Why not? Why not? Why can't, we, why, why can't we believe for something that? that God will do great things among us. that God will do great things in us and that God will do great things for us. I'm ready. I'm ready for the challenge that this experience brings. I'm ready. I believe that we as a church are ready. We're ready for something new. We're ready to face something. We're ready to step up. And it's a bit uncomfortable. But we're okay. It's, we're ready for this. We can do this. Because we're going to lose the platitude and embrace our aptitude. Our attitude is going to determine our attitude. The magnitude is going to find our fortitude. Because we're doing this the multitude and we will return with gratitude God bless you